Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Crushcast. You know the deal. This is for equitable advisors, so you can get to know our people and get inspired by our people. Today, Jasmine Williams. Jasmine, as I understand it, newly appointed district manager. Congratulations, yes. and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about the appointment, but let's go back to when you broke into the business. What was that like? What's your origin story? What was that like for you? Absolutely. Uh, well, I started with Equitable um, October 2015 was, was PEP. That was day one. Um, I came into this career right out of college. Uh, didn't always know what I wanted to do. Accounting was at first my dream career, but then I feel like I was fortunate enough to really fall into this career. So I, I got a phone call from an advisor took the time to really explain to me what it is that we do in financial advising. And I fell in love. So from then I was, um, you know, all for equitable. And so I, you know, took the plunge, moved from Virginia to Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where I've been these past seven years. Um, that's a big move. That's, that's a gutsy move. Absolutely. Well, my grandparents lived here for, lived in Charlotte for 20 years. So I knew I had family. Um, so I actually lived yeah. with them year for my first year. Um, obviously, to have some support there. But after that, loved it ever since. But ever still, since. that means that it, it's not like you had a wealth of contacts when you were breaking into the business. So what was it like as you make this move across the country? Now you're in Charlotte. You're excited about the career. How did you break in? Yeah, so for me, because I, you're right, you're correct, exactly right. I didn't have a lot of contacts. Uh, I really just had my family, my grandparents. Um, so I started in the RBG, the Retirement Benefit Group, where I was given a specific market, and I built my practice working with educators in the education market. Um, I absolutely love serving that market. I feel like they're so selfless, and so I'm such a giving person, and I want to help those that give back to um, the generations uh, to come. So. That's really how I built my practice. And then from there, I really expanded, obviously, um, built my practice with, you know, to a thousand clients. Plus, that's um, the model there. And, you know, working with my clients and building those stronger relationships. You think about that for a second. A thousand clients is kind of mind boggling. If you think about a thousand (laughs) people saying, Jasmine, that makes sense. I'm in. That must make you feel great. It does. It makes me feel wonderful. The fact that um, people trust me um, and, and, you know, look to me for guidance. Um, it's definitely, definitely rewarding, I'll say, but, um, you know, nonetheless, still hard work. <laughs> so sure. those relationships go. What was the COVID era like for you personally and professionally? What were your silver linings? What were your challenges? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, so when COVID hit, oh my goodness. Um, I remember I was actually in a school three days before they shut the whole world down. <laughs> so it was like normal for us. We were like, oh, you know, COVID's coming. And, you know, I didn't think too much of it. Um, but our whole world changed, honestly. Um, through that COVID environment, I remember I was remote. Um, I stayed with family. Um, so personally, I guess on a personal note, I got to see my family. It was lovely being with my, my brothers, my sisters, my niece. My mom, who um, loved having us all in the house, um, I stayed with them for about two months um, and worked virtually. But I'd say that showed me how efficient I could be with my practice. I, I was blown away 
by the efficiencies that it could have running virtual meetings instead of, you know, travel and things of that nature. I could kind of um, more so stack them throughout the day, see more people at, in a short amount of time. So I think that's really where I saw the benefit there. But as things are kind of opening up, so on and so forth, I'm seeing the the need and also myself personally missing uh, being being around people, you know, having those in-person meetings and things of that nature. So I'm happy things are opening back up personally, myself, um, but working more on a, this hybrid type of type of place where some people prefer virtual, some people prefer in-person. And I think there's a, um, a win with both sides, in my opinion. It's an interesting balancing act. Everyone, it, it feels borderline euphoric when we're back with people. On the other hand, as you referenced, and so many have, the efficiencies that we got from digital and remote. What is, do you currently have a plan or an approach on how you're going to integrate? When are you going face-to-face -face and when are you staying remote? Great question. You know, I think right now, uh, because I'm really trying to continue to build those relationships, a lot of my, I, I'd say I'm working a lot with my clients now. So a lot of my client meetings and client reviews, I'm trying to be in person because I haven't seen them for, for years um, since the world shut down. So I'm saying, hey, let's meet in person. Let's get together just to, you know, continue to build that relationship. But there are times where I might be in person, let's say I'm at a school visit with, with one of my advisors and we're running meetings in person. Sometimes it, it might be more beneficial to set that second and third conversation as with the family virtually to make it more efficient um, in the evening time. So I think it's case by case, but it, it's flowing well so far, I'd say. Now, you made recently the transition to leadership, but we know that does not happen overnight. That is a couple of years <laughs> of work to integrate in, recruit, train, develop. And you did that during the COVID era. Why did you decide that career path? You've built this business. You've, you've now broken in. You're effective. Why did you decide that leadership was the right next step for you? You know, I feel like, for me personally, I feel like I'm always someone that tends to take on leadership, even when it, it may or may not be asked of me. Um, you know, when I started in this career, um, you know, I was brand new, eyes wide open, and I had somebody really take me under their wing and show me the ropes. Um, and from there, it was kind of like a pay it forward type of mentality personally. Um, and I always was that I was I was always like that go to person. Everyone would say, yeah, if you need anything, go to Jasmine or ask Jasmine. And so I think I always had this leader without a title type of, uh, you know, personality to me almost. And so I think it was just a natural next step. Um, you know, I love helping people. I love giving back. I love my team. They're they're amazing. Um, and I'm here to support. I want to make an impact. I want to make a difference. Um, I not only want to change my clients' lives, but I also want to be a small, integral part in changing my advisors' lives as well, for the better. I saw your journey presentation. And so for those that are not RBG, at level one, they'll have an extremely effective advisor come back and share their experience. And it really helps clear the fogginess of the path ahead for brand new advisors. And while I was watching you, I noticed two things. Number one, massive support. At right when you finished, like <laughs> everybody ran up to the stage. You had this huge group shot, ton of fans. But the other thing is you are incredibly upbeat. And I would say every time I've seen you, highly motivated, driven, positive. 
What are you, that, is that natural? Is that something that you work on? Is it a combination? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay up and on? Yeah, for me, I think I'm just naturally an optimistic person. <laughs> I, I don't know what it, what it is. I think I wake up every day, um, you know, I'm very spiritual as well. And I listen to my motivational podcasts and things of that nature. But I think it just comes internally. I, I think I have to wake up every day knowing that, um, you know, there's going to be trials and tribulations. But on the other side, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, I think it's an, I'm like a energizer bunny almost. I always have, you know, I'm always going and things of that nature. So sometimes it takes work. Obviously not everything's great, but for the most part, it's an eternal optimistic outlook on life. There were actually a few things embedded there. You say, oh, I'm just naturally out there. But the thing is, you've got a morning routine. <laughs> when you run into yep. challenge like everybody does, you know that on the opposite side of challenge comes good. And you're constantly thinking about the upside. Let me ask you this, thinking of upside and thinking about the days and years ahead. When you think about your career and the impact mm -hmm. that you're going to have, what are you most excited about? I'd say the most thing I'm excited about is uh, the, the impact, honestly, the impact that I'll be able to make. I, I say I have this vision for myself and for my life when it comes to my reach, wanting to change lives. That's something I'm really passionate about. It's, it's why I always volunteer and not only um, within the school systems I serve, but also in the community around me. And so I'm excited to, to really change, change the world. <laughs> I know it sounds cliche, but that's, that's really where, where I'm headed. And so being newly appointed is the first step. Um, and I have um, large expectations for myself, you know, going forward in life. So I'm excited to see where it goes. You have absolutely no ceiling. In seven years, a thousand clients, and now a brand new VP. Thanks for joining us today. We have loved this discussion, and congratulations, Gabby. Thank you.